Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 197 of KT Confidential. Ariel and I are um, responding to comments on our most popular TikToks. And more excitingly, we play a game of MASH to predict Ariel's future. Stay tuned at the end for the predictions of who Ariel will live with, where he'll be, how much he'll be making, and what his pet will be. Well, today's topic is just a, we're, we are going to review some comments of our most commented TikToks. Let's go. So Flo has a list of three TikToks that I found uh, to be quite engaging. We got a number of comments. So maybe Flo just throw one up and we're going to look at some of the comments and respond. What to do when you want to sell your home that has tenants in it. Here's the thing. A lot of people don't know that you cannot evict your tenant. You cannot ask your tenant to leave for the purpose of you wanting to just sell it. So if the tenant does not want to leave, and this is assuming that there is no contract, the contract, the rental contract has expired. So you signed up that tenant for a one-year lease. It's now 18 months in and they're on a month to month. Just because they're on a month to month does not mean that you can ask the tenant to leave for the purpose of selling the home. Now, there are some workarounds because sometimes you can negotiate with them. You can say, hey, I'll give you 7,500 bucks to vacate because I need to sell the home. I need the money. I can't afford the house. Whatever the situation is, you can negotiate with them to ask them if they're willing to do that. Can I kick out a tenant to sell my home? This one had, wow. 278 comments, 430 likes, and uh, I don't know how many how many comments are worth replying to. But let's scroll up. I had noted here one that was interesting. I don't okay, know. let's just back up for a second because I have Do no idea what it? we're doing. We're, we're watching our TikToks. Uh, the TikTok itself is not as important as the comments. Okay. So... The first, the one comment I saw here, you can scroll down, but I just... Well, wanna... I don't know what the topic is to, that they're responding to. Well, the, the topic is a bit irrelevant because it's the comments that provide the content. Right? Okay, shoot. Yeah. So this one, there's only two comments I made a note of. Uh, so we can find them afterwards, I suppose. But one of them was, I can't even read the name I wrote down. I should change my writing to be a bit neater. If the landlord holds... So this was talking about tenancy law and stuff like that. First one said, if the landlord holds title through a company, he loses many rights in ending a tenancy. Did you know that? It is true. Say that again. If a landlord holds title to the property through a company instead of personally, they lose a number of rights in ending a tenancy. Yes, because it's a business that owns the... Right. So one of the number one reasons you have to evict a tenant, which is often utilized... Is the resident and falls within the Residential Tenancies Act. Well, you can't, you can't evict a tenant to have a family member occupy it. If it's a if it's company. Company. Yes. Correct. I don't even think you can evict a tenant for well, personal technically, use. the business doesn't have family. The right. business is an entity. That's right. But I bet you a lot of people who... Hello, I am 123 Ontario Limited. <laughs> right. So you can't even occupy it for yourself. You're... you're f- We're still... Messed fit- up my glow. The sun came out. 
the sun came out. The and then, and then the, the other one is kind of boring, tomorrow. but I wanted to make a note of it because this is often, in, and I even catch it in some of our write-ups, a comment that said, you sell your house, not a home. Home is made by hearts, members of family. That's why I hate when people write townhome instead of townhouse in our descriptions. Wouldn't it be the other way around? Townhouse is correct. Isn't that what I said? said home is where the heart is yes but you don't sell a home a home is like a fictitious emotional thing i don't know if you're trying to evoke the emotion in the sale as you always put it depends on how it's used in the description see i'm I not think, saying there's I not think a place the word for house it. is very cold and it's a yeah, it's a, here's your bricks and mortar yes a home has passion but and a love town, and feeling. A town home is not a style of home. Does that make sense? Oh, I just contradicted myself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. This one only had two comments I wanted to chat about. Uh, can you pull up Gonna the one? Going to start these podcasts with sangrias or mimosas next time. A couple of episodes ago. So congrats on your five years with us. Thank you. And... Uh, Thanks for watching episode 195. Till next time. Pull up the one where it says real estate agents always downplaying the market. I think that was not the not the current one. That one. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. But we don't need the video. We don't need the video. So I keep seeing real estate agents who are either delusional in denial or afraid of speaking the truth because I'm seeing posts uh, saying things such as, oh, I just saw one now said, uh, Milton real estate down 14%. And then he goes on to say, well, that doesn't mean every house is down 14%. It just means that the price, the higher price point homes haven't been selling as many and that skews the averages. Well, no, that's not what it means. Prices are down 14% on average. That's a pretty accurate figure. For condos, you may see a smaller percentage. Uh, townhouses have been pretty substantially hit. So if you had a $1.5 million townhouse in the peak of 2022, it may likely be selling closer to 1.2, 1.3 right now. It's a substantial reduction. It's not something to be afraid of. It's something you need to know about, be aware of, and, and take it into consideration with realistic expectations when you're pricing your home. There's also people saying, hey, the market is still a seller's market. Uh, there's just fewer buyers, there's more inventory. Like it's so freaking confusing what these agents are trying to convey, they're afraid to tell the truth. It's not a seller's market. Um, two months ago, there were five showings a day. Now there's five in a week, if you're lucky. It's not a bad thing. It's just something you need to uh, be aware of so that you know how to strategically price and position your home among the competition because there are a lot of stupid real estate agents out there that do actually believe this stuff. They tell them themselves all day long that the market is great. It's a seller's market. Prices aren't coming down and they price accordingly, helping me sell because I have realistic expectations. So... Hire somebody that's in touch with the market, 
Don't be afraid of it. Everything's coming down relatively proportionately. So if you're upsizing right now to a bigger home, more expensive home, you're actually coming out ahead in many cases because the gap in price between the value of your home and the higher priced home is less today than it was two months ago. So this pod, this post was talking, I was talking about, there was a... By the way, if you want to follow us on TikTok, Carmendi Trot. At Carmendi Trot. At yeah. Carmendi Trot. Yeah. So this this post, it was just in the beginning of the downshift we saw this year, there were a lot of agents who were either in denial or scared of the change that was occurring. Mm-hmm. And I I responded to a TikTok from a local realtor, and the guy was saying, uh, basically saying the market hasn't changed, that it's smoke and mirrors. And that things are normal, not to be worried. And it was still a seller's market. Specifically said those words, still a seller's market. And my post, which we can we can maybe throw up later. Somebody can go and see it to get more context. Um, but my post was just basically calling him and all other agents out. Because at that time, I was seeing a lot of real estate agents talking about how they were not perceiving it to be a downward trend. Right. So this was posted on May the 2nd, it looks like. Yes. So at that point, May the 2nd. Where were we at then? We were well into it. I wouldn't say well into it. May was still, if you look at like our sales logs, it was a very, very busy month. So there were still a lot of transactions. The prices did come down. Yeah. And they were still trending down. There's no signs that it was. Right. Right. They were still. Tr- we could forecast that the price 30 days after this were very likely to be lower. Yeah. We would have bet our homes on it. Yes. Do you like that one? Homes on it's, it. it. It's I whatever. Oh, I'll accept that. We would I, have bet our houses on it. Where our, our, we own homes. Our personal residences are homes because where we live. Our new tagline will be, we own homes, we sell homes. How about that? We own, sure. <laughs> we make homes. I don't know. No, we build houses. We build it. No, we don't build anything. All right. Uh, if you could, Flo, can you scroll down? There you go. Ian gave us the thumbs up. The thumbs up. Flo, can you scroll down some of the comments? There was one here by Klaus Fritz, 626. Klaus Fritz, 626. Blame it on the Fritz. Are you, isn't that, it's just not scrolling on our screen? Yeah. This is not working. This is not working. All right, I'll tell you what Klaus Fritz 626 says. When, you, when I say 626, what comes to mind for you? A Mazda? Yes, a Mazda. When I was in high school, I always loved the Mazda 626. I wanted to buy the one. The protege? That was a 323. No, they had the... Oh, maybe. It's maybe funny that you think of the same thing. Anyways, Klaus Fritz 626 predicted... This guy's smart. Oh, here he is. It's going to be a bloodbath. The market has no finished its downward trend. It is downward market trend. market has no finished. Right. But what Klaus, does that mean? You missed the T. Not, the market has not finished its downward trend? Yes. And it I'm, is a downward trend? It is a downward we gotta trend. We've got to send Klaus to English classes. Yes. But anyways, we get Klaus's Thank you, Klaus. Point. And he was correct. This was posted you May. you think he drives a Mazda? May 3rd. I imagine he does or did or... I don't know. Sounds German. Well, we can click on his profile. 
Imagine the first post is no, 626. No bio yet. No, no bio, videos. No video. Uh, he's a troll. No, you know, he's not because he gave us his name. His name is in TikTok 17543. Well, how do you know his real name is Klaus Fritz? Agents who are either. Sounds kind of fake. Right. Uh, did we lose our. Was that a bad idea, Flo? Going to start a TikTok named Joni Muckenfutz. Any, anyway, so Klaus predicted on May 3rd that the market was going down. He was aligned with my thoughts, and he, I assume, is not a realtor. Uh, so kudos to Klaus for making a, an accurate prediction over three months ago. But the comment, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. For many, it was. All right. Here's my take on it, because I've had in the last number of weeks a bunch of people saying... It talk. Everybody right now wants to talk about home prices. Uh, of course. Everybody. Yeah. We did this valuation a couple of weeks ago. In January, February, the prices, because of lack of supply, low mortgage rates, big demand, people still moving around from all this COVID activity, you know, uh, things going back to normal, more or less. So a lot of demand, prices driven up due to lack of supply, multiple offers, and then the fear fear of missing out, yes. right? So one buyer wants to buy, there's nothing to buy, 10 offers on that property, that buyer misses out. The next time that buyer places an offer on the home, they really go full out, blank to the wall. Oh, because they assume they're setting the next the benchmark for the next one, yeah. Right. And they don't want to miss out on that one because then the next one is going to be even more pricey. So pricier. Um, So that was happening in January, February, and it really over-elevated the actual value of property very quickly. If that had happened over the course of 12 to 24 months, nobody would second guess it. But it really skyrocketed and prices went up 25 to 40% in a period of, I would say, six to eight months, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. And now it's retracted that same amount, maybe even a little bit more. But if we go back to the pre-COVID era... Yeah, I see where you're going. You go back but into it... 2019, 20, early 2020, the prices have come back down to that level, which is still... If you look in history, very good historical gains. Yes. So I don't know about this bloodbath comment. For that period of time, it was, though, for many. I mean, I was, uh, not to say the market's not still. What was this comment in January, February? It's going to be a spa out there. No, but he was accurate. I'm talking, he made a prediction three months ago that the, the change was not done and the trend was going to continue. And here we are. You and didn't have to be a has. genius, though, to well, figure that out. Well, there are oh, many. Oh, that's your point. That that's the other point. Agent there are many the people comment. that right. said otherwise, right? Fine. So this but, average. Okay. Did that Fritz, agent say Klaus that because Fritz. he actually believed it? Or. He seems to the agent. convey it with conviction. The agent? Oh, the agent. Yeah, I'm talking about the agent that you said commented that. Uh, everything's fine and dandy. Yeah. I don't know. No. But I, you he's know probably why said it because he's scared. Right. Yes. Scared of not doing any business. Right. Because he doesn't have enough business. Right. his business model sucks. Right. Right. Oh, no, the market's fucking dandy. 
Right. And Please a, buy a home. And they're afraid that the change in the market would cause even less right. business. Right. So he had to sugarcoat it. Right. To get business. I hope while well, the market has created less business. Yeah. And then those realtors that are doing one or two deals a year and just doing it part-time or doing it half-assed, they're not going to be realtors next year, which is fantastic for well, the market. Shortly after this, actually, can we stop for a quick second? Not literally. Just stop the conversation for a quick second. Flo, can you pull out your notebook and prepare the mash? Okay. We're going to need some answers from you. We're going to do a little thing called mash, which you may or may not have done in high school. Is this a sub-segment? Well, it's just, uh, I want to know what your future holds. I want to know what love yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while she's doing that, um, there was another comment. Oh, I guess I can't ask Flo to scroll down. He scared down me. He's like, can we just stop? No. Start over. No. There's another comment shortly, shortly after Klaus's comment, okay, from a real estate agent, Galena Real Estate. She said... The market has normalized. Properties are selling at market value. Oh my goodness. Thank you very much. May May the twenty seventh. May the twenty seventh. Now what yeah, but what is she referring to? The market has normalized. Well that's Well this she um, this is one of those agents who well there's two things happening here. One, well of course properties are selling at market value. Market <laughs> value is that day what's happening well, in the market. What was my response to her? Can you scroll down a little bit more? Does it show that? Absolutely. I basically said that to her. I said, you're right because market value is value, but you're wrong because they're still going down. Right. Like she was trying to convey that everything's fine. Just like what I'm saying. These real estate right. agents who are sugarcoating it. Right. Um, so Klaus, the non-professional, was more accurate than the real estate agent. So, or what she believes the market value is. Yeah. But the market value is determined by the buyers that are actually buying it in that given moment in the market. Right. That's what that's market value. Correct. Well, you're you're never wrong saying that. Can you imagine? Are selling for market can, value? Yeah, right. It's a ridiculous. Question. Oh, it's sold for <laughs> market comment. price. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, can you imagine what? Can you imagine if you're in like if you're a buyer and you're sitting down with a realtor like that, and you're getting that kind of advice? Right. Scary. That is super scary. Yeah. That's yeah. a good, you know, little off topic, but to anybody that's looking to buy, sell, invest in real estate, you have to have very good advice. And I'm not talking like, okay, I know there are re very good realtors. There's a couple on our team that are super analytical. They dive into all of the stats. You know, you look at the stats in the Toronto Real Estate Board, is the biggest board in the country, um, the Oakville Milton Real Estate Board, where we do a bulk of our transactions. Um, so they, they study them. And, you know, they give you a little bit of a guideline. They give you a little bit of an insight. But that's not the, the blue-collar stuff of the industry. Right. Like when you're out there, as we are, and doing a transaction every single day almost... Um, and out there and with the team out there seeing multiple properties every day and running open houses and running ads and have multiple properties on realtor.ca, you're getting the live time feedback and you know the pulse on the market. Right. And that, that stuff is not conveyed until a month later once the stats are compiled. Well, if you, and, it, and even not, not even right. to a full degree. 
Yeah, and even those stats are skewed because now you have properties that are listed multiple times. You've got one house that maybe they list for $2 million and they end up selling for one point five. Yeah. And in between had different listings with different prices and different strategies. Well, and that all gets compiled into that data, even though that's one house. Well, and there was even um, around the on Broussard, there was a listing not long ago um, where they sold it after, I don't know how long, a week or two. And for some reason, something happened in the trying to close that particular listing on the board and they weren't able to do it right. So they had to relist it and immediately go into uh, sold status, right? So when they redid it, it showed us it sold in three days, which was weird because it didn't. And it also, sh they, they relisted it at the sale price, but it actually sold for 50000 under the original asking price. This whole thing was a bit confusing, but I get what you're saying. So I'm just conveying that the numbers are skewed. All right, we're, before we move on to the next comment, I want to... We need answers. Yeah. We need answers from you. To pick his options. Okay, so... Hang on, let me finish this ginger shot. MASH is a game I played many times Lemon, in... Lemon, ginger, it was high school. turmeric, and black Flo, pepper. Flo, did you play it? Obviously, you're the one that brought it up the other day. Elementary school. Maybe it was elementary school. Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions. You're going to give me one, two, three, four answers for each scenario. Okay, so I'm going to say... As an example, income. Why is she creeping? Because we played it with her the other day. Oh, she wants to know my answers. Yes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with all of you and give you the like random, okay, so, non-truthful answers. Well, they're not. They're this is all. It's all. It's all fictional. So oh, is it? Give me four income scenarios. Your annual income. Give me four options of what it potentially could be. Across the spectrum. Pretend you're in elementary school. Just give me a few random options. That's that's a really odd. Five dollars. Five dollars. All right. See, just maybe Flo will help you get the idea of this. Annual income, five dollars. Yeah. Work with me here. Throw it in. Well, I'd number. rather it be zero. Okay. Keep your five bucks. Okay. Give me another one. Four billion. Wow. Reach for the stars. All right. And one more. 50,000. Okay. Uh, transportation. Four options for your future transportation. Moat. A moat? That's, a, that's like a river around a castle. It doesn't move. <laughs> I was combining a motorcycle and a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a motorcycle, and so it's a... Okay, Okay, boat. Boat. Okay. <laughs> I'll do boat slash moat. Okay. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what they're called. I don't. I saw something recently where there was like a, a pedal bike mm -hmm. on the water. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. but motorized. A motorized... Okay, we'll stick with moat. Okay. I don't know what it's called. I really don't. Oh, that works for us. We'll find a picture of it. It's or not video. called a moat, obviously. Perhaps it. <laughs> right. Just in case. Uh, another three more modes of transportation. Feet. Okay. Walking, you know? Yeah, I understand. It took a second, but I understand. 
Another one. Ferrari. Ferrari, obviously. Do you want to be specific? Ferrari 430. And one more. Rollerblades. All right. So we've got a moat, which we're going to, have to show a picture to help people visualize. So if you're listening to this, you might want to go check out the video on YouTube. It's a motorized Feet, boat. Ferrari 430 and rollerblades. <laughs> Number of kids. Motorcycle boat. Uh, 18. All right. Zero. Yeah. One. Yeah. Three. Okay. Location. Where are you going to live? Alabama. Yeah. Tunisia. How do I spell that? Tunisia. Yeah. All right. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Next. Los Angeles. Okay. And Ibiza. Spain. Uh, spouse. You're not going to get in trouble. This is all fictional. Like, fictional? Fictitious? Like fictional? Who fictional. my spouse would yeah. be? Who's your spouse going to be? Well, Natalie. Okay. Got to include her in there. I mean, that would be just weird. That's what you're gunning for. That's the one you want to be. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well... Maybe Flo and Ian can choose. So you... All right, me? That's a little bit weird. Oh, we do everything else together. I don't tell my answers yet. He got me as his spouse? Okay. Millie, we need a spouse for Ariel. Can you contribute? We need a spouse for Ariel. Who do you have so far? Just Natalie. He didn't want to give anyone else. So we added my name to the list. She's the love of my life. Can't see myself with anybody else. Let's do Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> That's a great one. Ellen. That would be fun. That would be fun. Okay. Um, one more. Oprah. That would be fun too. All right. Uh, right. They're both rich. So. Pets. What type of pets would you have? Thank you. One of them is 20 cats. A dog. One dog. An iguana. Iguana. How many do you need? Four. I think I spelled that wrong. Is there uh, an I or an E? I. A barracuda. Barracuda. And a tiger. Tiger. And give me a number. Between Is it between like a certain? It matter. Give me a low number. Like, not, like, between 1 and 20. 8. Okay. Flo, can you finish that? Yes. Okay. When we process this document, we'll get back to you. All right. Moving on. Thank you. Sorry for the listeners. That might have been boring. But the answers will be worth waiting for. This sounds super exciting. It was in elementary school. It's like predicting your future. And the outcomes are just can be outrageous. If I end up with him as my spouse, I'll be very disappointed. I'm sad to hear that. Um, another comment on this post, if you're able to find it, was from Engineered Life. Engineered Life. And Engineered Life said, people who said unrealistic, well, this should say realtors, I think. But people who set unrealistic expectations for their clients will be constantly dealing with pissed off clients. 
I think it goes back to what I just said. It's in the inner. If you have hired one of those agents, no offense, but you're equally as oblivious. So yeah. oblivious people get along, right? So the well, not the if client, your house never sells. People who set unrealistic expectations for their clients will be constantly dealing with pissed off clients. Okay, so I took the context of that maybe in a different sense. So if if you relate it to a home that gets listed and the agent says, oh, yeah, your house is worth two million bucks and you have a conversation with that seller or with the owner, with the seller and the seller says, okay, well, that's great. But meanwhile, the home is only worth 1.7. Right. And the home doesn't sell. And yes, you'll have a pissed off client for sure. Yeah. But well, and that's, again, that's part of the conversation that should happen before the property gets listed and interview multiple agents, multiple realtors. So if you, okay, so here's an example. In a, in a very balanced or even a, a seller heavy, like a, um, a seller's market, you will get, let's say you get five realtors. They will all be different opinions on value. It's very unlikely that they will give you the exact value. Sure, of course. But they'll all be in a, a range of realistic expectations and more or less within the realm of what it will actually sell for. Maybe. If in a balanced or in a seller's market, most of the time it will sell for more than the expectation. A lot of times, unless the seller is being unrealistic because Which that's the other. Often. It happens all the time. But in a buyer's market, nobody really can tell or understand what a buyer might be willing to pay when there's downward pressure. When there's a lot of inventory, a lot of supply, buyers are in control. If your home is on the market for 30 days and now you might be getting a little bit desperate to sell, maybe you already purchased another home, a savvy buyer's realtor will beat you up on price. Sure. So... I mean, there could be pissed off clients in any kind of market, but conversations, having the dialogue. And yeah. So the numbers, well, I, I lost a listing uh, not long ago, and the house has since sold, so that was interesting to watch. When you I, say lost a listing. Listing presentation, they didn't choose us. They chose somebody else, and one of the reasons was they uh, felt like we had undervalued the home. So I told them the range of value was... Two so point. You met, you met with this seller. I met with the seller. You had, went a, through you had a conversation had about a, listing their property. Correct. Because I hate that term, listing I know. presentation. Yeah, I had a conversation about listing their property, gave them, you know, went through uh, the process and told them right. my, my they, estimated value. And they opted value. to hire somebody else. Correct. So my valuation was on the low side, which I didn't think was worth even considering listing at, but the low side of value was $2.8 million. The high side was $3 million. And... Um, their reason for not hiring us. Oh, I know which property you're talking about, and I valued it very close to somewhere yours. in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, they ended up selling for three million, two point nine nine nine. Right. 
but the uh, which was at the high end of what I I said the value was, and but they the person they hired the initial list price was three million two hundred and fifty thousand. Right. So they sold them on that higher price. So I don't know what their end perceived uh, opinion of that agent was or what, but a lot of agents will do that. They'll give you a high number to try to earn your business and then subsequently do price reduction. So you do have to be careful. Yeah, I, okay. So nobody knows what this property is, but I do. And it was a very unique property. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'll disagree with you because if you take a home like mine or yours, I consider those cookie cutter homes. There's, they're in a subdivision where a whole bunch of those homes were built. So if my home's on the market, it's not unique because it might have unique upgrades and the finished basement, whatever. But easily replaceable. Easily replaceable. Yeah. Especially if you're after the size or the layout or, you know, the neighborhood, whatever. Yeah. There's lots of them out there. Home like this, there wasn't. Right. So with unique properties, and you see it all the time in with rural properties, with cottages, um, it's all an opinion. It's an opinion of value. Sure. It's not market value. Market value, again, like we said earlier, is dictated by what the market pays for the house, but it's all opinion and you'll get varied opinions. So just like your opinion was 2.8 to 3, that other realtor's opinion was probably 3 to 3.25 or 3 to 3.5. We don't know. Um, But if you have a unique home and you believe that it's going to be marketed well and it shows well, and that there is a market and a demographic that would appeal to that property, sometimes it's okay to stretch and overprice it based on what you believe the market is um, because it's all, it's well, all an and opinion. And there, when you're doing evaluation... If you do it on a house like mine or yours, you're fucked, right? Well, not necessarily. It, it, it's just may the degree of how much you can push it will change, right? And and how long you're going to be on the market will change. Yeah, because, you know, every valuation, if you get an appraiser, they're going in just looking at facts. That's all right. they care about. They you don't look... These at, appraisals coming in now, they're all horseshit. They are. Well, and, and you can... Then, no and, offense to any appraisers out there, but the mortgages, the, the lenders are often the ones that hire the appraisers to go in and say, yep, the house is right. worth X. Right. Well, and if, if you, you look at these appraisals coming in, yes, most of them are saying, "Well, now it's changing. Now it's changing a little bit that they actually have to do some work." But for the longest period of time, the appraisers were saying, "Yep, it's worth what they paid for it." Right. And no shit because they just set the market value for that property. Yeah. So well, if- appraisers, not all, because this applies to realtors too. So I'm not picking on appraisers. But I had an appraiser saying, do you want me to come in high or low? Like, right. Asking you. Yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, buddy. Like, anyways. Um, Shady. Yeah. But the one thing they don't account for is emotions, right? Like you can walk into, you can have two of your exact home, but you walk right. into one that's just decorated nicer and it feels nicer. Well, we sold 887 Brassard, our property. Yeah. For $1.375 million mm-hmm. for an end-unit townhouse, guaranteed it sold for that. And we had, what, 10 offers on it, something like that? Yeah. Guaranteed it sold for that 
money because at least a hundred, at least fifty thousand dollars. That was emotional. Oh, a hundred percent for sure, right? Hundred percent. Somebody went in if there. If we and took the staging pants. out and didn't promote it as nicely as it was, for sure, fifty k difference. Right. Easy. So, what is what is the appraised value? What they emotionally paid for it? Right. Well, and if you have three offers of ten that are comparable, and the appraiser comes in below those three, well, that's bullshit because you had three right. willing buyers. So right. clearly, that's the right number. Right. Anyways. That's what the market's willing to pay. Correct. Uh, and last comment on this post um, was by my weenus. His actually name is Wayne Ness, but his his name is My Weenus. His handle? Yeah. My his weenus. handle. My Weenus. I like uh, I like that. It's interesting. It doesn't show you that way on mine on, on that screen. Uh, he says, "Do the math. The government is skewing the numbers to make it look like the market is cooling off." I wonder if he's a realtor. Do the math. Do the math. I don't know what math he's referring to, but he's a. Uh, conspiracy. I'm telling you, between TikTok Guy. and Twitter. Yeah. TikTok, Twitter's pretty fun, entertaining to read through. Right. Yeah. Like if you... Older actually, crowd, though. If It's funny how you look at the different platforms that... Because real, real estate agents... Florency, were you just shaking your head at me? No. She was. Apparently, it's not an older crowd. <laughs> Anyways, continue. What? She doesn't want it. She doesn't want to have this conversation. I'd no, be, I'd why? argue that it is. No, you're not on Twitter then. On average, no, the, no, it's changed dramatically in the last few years, a couple of years for for sure. Okay, I don't doubt there's young people on Twitter. I'm just saying, on average, Facebook is an the average crowd. demographic. I could maybe I'm wrong. I would say I would bet you. Um, I would bet I'm, you right I'm now. I'm outnumbered already. So. I would bet you right now the average age of Facebook users active, like. Use it every day, I'm kind write of down user. A number. Hang on, don't say it. I'm gonna write down. One. No, well, we don't know the actual numbers. No, so I just, just want to see what you think it is compared to what I think it is. Well, I don't fucking know. I'm I thought you were gonna guess. throw out a number. No, I'm just saying the average age of Twitter users is younger than the average age of Facebook users. Okay, Ian's looking it up. I'm gonna write down my numbers. And and TikTok is probably even young. TikTok, I would say, is probably one of the younger ones. Yeah, if not the youngest. And Instagram is not far away from TikTok. Twitter is a little bit older than Instagram and TikTok, but not much. And then Facebook is like dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, I, I wrote down some numbers. If Ian finds the numbers, we'll compare. Yeah. What my opinion is. Well, I want to guess. And then, you know, uh, Snapchat is, well, Snap is going away. Yeah, I don't fully, but surely. All right, the last one we'll actually watch. How often do you use WhatsApp to communicate with clients? Um, almost daily. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, it goes through my mind every now and then to get away from Apple. Why? Um, Everything we have is Apple. Yeah, but I, I just, I'm starting to feel like I don't like Apple because they well, I felt like that for are the last so few years. proprietary and they don't share and like home automation stuff. I don't think they've been since uh, since they've had a change in ownership, leadership, the whole thing. I don't think they've been overly innovative. No. Like it's I the agree. same products with minor tweaks. Yeah. They increase the price. Like, oh, you added a 
a little bit better camera. What there's still four other phones with better cameras than yours. Exactly. Yeah. Twenty. Why'd you ask about WhatsApp? 20. I think there's a shift in how people like to communicate. It's been happening over the last five years, and I and I think a lot of business owners and a lot of salespeople miss the boat with not understanding how today's uh, transactions should be communicated and, and with those clients. So when we talk about the demographic differences in social media, yeah, I think that's important to understand. Like if we don't know where our target demographic really is, um, you're not spending your money in the right places. But the same thing goes with the sales aspect, right? Like if, as an example, you bought a, a new vehicle, mm-hmm. right? Now, because of your history, uh, can I can I say what you did? I don't know what you're gonna say, but I trust you. Okay, so you bought the Toyota Tundra. Yes. Well, just to preface that, I put request, an order. I requested that they get one for me. I didn't have to put a deposit. Nothing. Just they've ordered what I asked for, right. and when it comes in, I'm sorry. I don't mean it so from big. that perspective. I mean it from. I just the pers- call you, tell you, <laughs> bring me one of these. I mean it from the perspective. I will of, not give you deposit. I will not sign. I <laughs> bring me the truck. You did the same thing with your van. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Continue. Um. If, whatever, whatever you're gonna purchase or or some kind of sales transaction. How often can you think back to dealing with salespeople? that they ask you or give you options. Do you want me to email you, text you, WhatsApp you, Facebook message you? Like what's what's the best way to Rarely. for us to chat? Right. And you know me, I absolutely hate talking on the phone. Yes. Hate it, don't have the time for it, don't have the patience for it. If Somebody asks me what's my preferred. What if like a friend wanted to call and just catch up? I'd rather go for dinner. What if it's not feasible? What if they live four hours away? I'd rather FaceTime or um, Zoom chat. Okay. Just curious. I'm not saying I don't talk on the phone. But as an example, how many times you have a realtor that sends you a text please call me to discuss 123 Main Street and you call them and it's the biggest waste of your time because they're asking, oh, what's the square footage of this house? Well, it's right there in the friggin' listing. Right. Did you look at the listing? There, well, there are some conversations that are better had verbally. Oh, sure. But Negotiation? Mm, yeah, but most... I always negotiate on a call. I'm not going to do that on text. Yeah, yeah. But, but a lot but of phone calls is, are unnecessary. My point is... And we have a lot of realtors that listen and follow. You need to know what is the best way for your client, not you. So if I hate take if I hate talking on the phone, but my client loves talking on the phone, I'm going to talk on the phone. Sure, of course. I have a lot of clients. You're actually in some of them, where every single thing communicated is through WhatsApp. I have many muted conversations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, okay, the last one, if you oh, could finally. pull up, Florencia, is the most recent post that we've got running right now. That is a 
Oh, the apparently a bit when I get a little abrasive with Millie. Yes. Every time I listen to the post, the video, Alicia's like, he sounds so angry. I'm like, well, he is. Yeah, I'm angry. Yeah. Can we play this one? Well, then stop getting fucking takeout every day. Okay. Like, I at, will. At, at the, like, you know, people that complain that they can't afford real estate are spending money in stupid areas where mm-hmm. it could be put into a savings account to be able to afford real estate. Right. Do you need the Kylie Jenner uh, makeup? Yes. Well, then <laughs> you don't need to buy real estate. That's my answer. Well, if you, so back to that. Until you can afford to buy <laughs> Kylie Jenner makeup and you own a piece of real estate, mm-hmm. don't complain about not owning real estate. Okay. Here, I'll, pre- I'll preface this and I'll say basically I'm giving Millie shit. Yes. Because she wants to own a new home and is complaining that she can't afford the new home. Right. But she walks in every morning with her coffee that was purchased from somewhere. She's wearing her $100 Aritzia sweater and her Kylie Jenner makeup. Yes. I actually walked in this morning. She had a glass of water from her water filter on the table. I said. Listening to the advice then. I said, I'm proud of you for having just your glass of water instead of a. Ice cappuccino and a Monster right. Energy drink. And she said, well, don't look in the fridge. Uh, so she's still got it. She's hiding it. Right. I was going to say, like wait a, till lunchtime and when she runs over to it's kind of like McDonald's. Al- spit. It's kind of like an alcoholic where they right. they sneak off and get their right. fix. No, I haven't had any drinks in days. Yeah. Yeah. Has a bottle of vodka in the shower. Yeah. Have you ever drank in the shower? Oh, I've had, fuck yeah. I've had beer in the shower before. Oh, yeah. 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 Fun thing in the do. tub all the time. I'm never in the tub. Hot uh, tub, but not tub tub. Okay, well that's a tub. Okay, but I don't drink drink in the hot tub much. You just told me yesterday, come over tomorrow. We'll have a bottle of wine in the hot tub. Yeah, I don't drink a lot in the hot tub because you get out and it messes up your like you'll just fall over and that's get the best really feeling hungover. No, it's not nauseous. Like not good. Uh, it like amplifies everything. It's like right. one bottle of wine is the same. Well, that's the same thing three. if you have like a hot bubble bath, which I do with wine all the time. Well, not yeah, anymore. We have a video but... of it. All right. Yeah, circling the internet. Yeah. If you, if, yeah. yeah, if you want to see that, go and watch our Real Estate Done Right playlist. Yes, episode two, I think. Hmm. Oh, there's only two. <laughs> Still good to <laughs> specify. Flo, can you right. roll, let's go oh, there's read three? these? There's not. There's uh, enough of these that we could just read them, I think. Um, this is a weird one. Those, are, there are adorable homes in Canada. This is very general. Yes, there are. You just need to budget. Buy with someone or have your parents help. Lots of parents are helping. Um, common. So well, it makes it more okay, affordable. Okay, so I don't know who asked me this. Maybe it was Millie. It was Millie in that podcast. Uh, will you assist your girls in financially? Hang on. In you're now asking me, yes. obviously. Will, okay. will you assist your children financially in the purchase of their home when they're ready, able to do so, or ready and wanting to do so? I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't answer that. Right. I never received... Okay, I received a little bit of help. My first house, my parents gave me like... I want to say $10,000 maybe, and it helped. 
So perhaps a little bit, but I'm not going to give any handouts. Like I'm not buying you a car. Did you give them that money back? No, it was. Would they accept it back? No, no, they they intentionally it was. Uh, they put like five thousand dollars into a mutual fund when the three of us were young, and uh, when we wanted to redeem it, we'll say or get that money from them. It was a gift to us. We got our proportionate share of it at whatever value it was at that time. Got it. So that's how they put aside some money for us. Right, and it was helpful. But it wasn't like they didn't buy me a car or buy me a house. In fact, they let me See, use... nobody helped me for my house, but they bought my, my dad and my grandfather split and bought me my first vehicle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I'll have to see how I feel at the time. But I'd like... I, I want to make sure whatever it is that they feel like... Or that they have earned it and they understand how to make something of themselves. That was kind of my my response. Teach them how to get yeah. to that point. Yeah. Um, Maybe you match the dollar for dollar down payment or something. You know, it's funny just thinking back on, on my comment there where um, my grandfather and my father helped me purchase. They, they purchased my first car. They split it and it was probably a car that I didn't need something that nice. Was it the Mustang? No, it was the Dodge Avenger. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a beautiful vehicle. I loved it. It was pretty reliable. But the point was at that time, you know, I had just got my license. So I, I was 17 and I wanted to work because I had dropped out of high school right around that time. And I'd been working every summer as a, an electrical apprentice, saving some money. So I had enough money to pay the insurance, pay the gas, pay the maintenance and all that. Um, but I couldn't get a job close to home. Right. There was nothing available. So I had to either take the bus quite far um, or get a car. So, but once I got the car gifted to me, I immediately went to work. So my first job at that point was selling shoes at the shoe club. Mm -hmm. And I was making whatever. Was that that big yellow building? Yeah. Okay making minimum wage, whatever it was at that time, plus commission. I think it was five eighty five an hour, something like that, plus commission. Sounds right. That's, I think, what I got paid at McDonald's. Yeah. And, um, and I started selling a lot of shoes, making some commission, and I was banking some money. I got promoted to, like, an assistant manager, so they increased my pay to, like, seven fifteen an hour. And that's how my sales career started, right? So from something as simple as helping me to have a car that was reliable and whatever, um, I took it upon myself to now use that tool to help me earn income and kind of never looked back. So I didn't need any help to buy my first home. So that is an educational thing, and it's a little bit of tough love sometimes with the kids too. Um, well, a parents, yeah, a parents' job is to set them up properly, not to give them everything. Right. So I'm an advocate of helping, even financially, but not giving completely. I am on side with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, is this the next comment we saw here? Yes. What's the person's name? Jared Karabagovic. Itch. 
Itch. Karabagovich. And all the costs of takeout and in take what? Add all the costs of takeout and invest it. Well, and see how long it takes to catch up the price. Yeah, you're right. I agree, Jared. Next. Yeah, I'm sure the only time what the the one time I can't read today. Yeah, I'm sure the one time fun purchase is single handedly holding people back from owning real estate. No, but that's the thing. <coughs> I'm not saying the one time fun purchase. Like Fuck, go to Canada's Wonderland once a year. Right. But don't go to Canada's Wonderland and then to the museum and then to Ripley's and then to book your three-week trip to Tunisia. Like, that's the point. But even more so, what I'm focused on is not the life experience stuff. If you're going to blow all your money on life experience stuff and not own a home, Kudos to you because you don't know when you're going to die. Right. Right? Like yeah. you could have $3 million in the bank, yeah. buy a home, but you're dead next week because you just had a random There's heart attack. There's a balance. And, right. There's a balance. So I'm all for life experiences. I think everybody needs it, especially when you're young, especially before you own a home. But why, why, why are you looking at me like that? I'm just, you, I'm not sure I'm processing. When you have the least amount of responsibilities in, like, you don't have kids, you don't have a home, mm-hmm. your car is a piece of shit, spend your money. Go to Iceland, go to Italy, go to, go swim on a shark in the middle of the ocean. I don't care. Have life experiences. But when you walk in here with a $5 Starbucks wearing a $100 sweater and $50 of makeup caked all over the place, then don't complain about not having money. That that was my point. I understand. Could be talking about anybody. Could be. Anybody. Not, not, not choosing real uh, Well, and I responded in, in kind. So I said exactly the same as you. You're saying I'm not kind? Not that definition of the word. That was... <laughs> joke the problem isn't that yeah the problem is that it's often a combination of unnecessary frequent purchases next 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 comment next this is such a bad take we are priced out of the market home prices are up how much percent in the last 10 years we have never we never had a fair chance this is well how much has gas gone up in the last 10 years how much have cars gone up in the last 10 years i agree though houses have it's unsustainable and we um, and we need more houses. Okay, and we but this need goes more back to options that are affordable. This goes back to again. You, what episode was the podcast with Millie? One ninety. So if you are listening or watching this podcast, go back and watch episode one ninety and listen to it, because this is exactly what I was my advice. If you cannot, let's say you live in Oakville, you can't afford a home in Oakville. Yes. Well, why can't you still purchase a home and buy one in Windsor? Right. And put your name on title and get a tenant paying down the mortgage. You don't have to live there. Right. You can still own real estate. Nobody's telling you that you got to live there. I agree. Just buy a piece of property. I don't think I replied to this person. Nor should you. Maybe I did. We'll just ignore whatever my response is. What's the next comment? Oh, is it? Did I? It's It's not sinking again. I'm I'm good to move on. Okay. Well, that's it. All right. So, uh, we'll if you uh, have made it this we'll far, I'm sure you're monster, excited to hear about Ariel's monster, future mash. and what it holds. It was a crazy dash. Do you want to read one of the comments? No takeout, no makeup. That's why he looks like that. 
Oh, what was your response though? I read. Oh yeah, I did respond. Something, something about being. You were. If, you had a mean response. No, if all natural isn't your thing, then keep on renting and getting fat. Okay. <laughs> well. So mash. Mash. All right, mash. Um, oh, Millie's back to hear the answers. All right, so uh, MASH is uh, an acronym, and it breaks down I to... I thought I looked pretty good. You look excellent. Don't listen to few people. Uh, M stands for mansion. Yes. A is apartment. S is shack. H is house. Yes. Because mansion and house are not the same. Right. Um, Maybe it's home. <laughs> it could be turned into a home. Um, apparently with you and Ellen in an apartment. Nice. Thank God you're with Ellen. She makes a lot of money because you're only making $5 a year. I don't need any if and, I'm with her. And appropriately, you're transporting yourself on your feet. Sorry you did not get the moat. You're only going to have one kid, probably adopted because Ellen wants yeah. nothing to do with you. And you're going to have a barracuda in L.A. Does Ellen does Ellen she, live she, in LA? She lives in LA. Yeah. This and, is pretty and, and her home is probably suitable for a barracuda. I would think so. And I could transport myself by walking because I'd probably have a driver. Yeah. Um driving in LA too. So yeah, you don't need a car in LA. You you'd take you an Uber to, everywhere. Do you want to hear my predicted future? I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, no. I think we should I think we should send a clip of this to Ellen. Yeah. And um just ask her what she thinks. Right. All right. Tag her. Uh my my future uh holds uh, a house on Necker Island. That made me happy. The rest of it doesn't really matter at this point. I make twenty thousand dollars a year. I drive a Hyundai Kona. That was a Is that what Millie drives? That was a contribution from Millie. With one kid, one pet cow, and you are my spouse. Uh, we no longer live next to each other. We live together. Awesome. If I end up with him as my spouse, I'll be very disappointed. 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 I thought I looked pretty good. You look excellent. Don't listen to people. And you are my spouse. Ah. Uh, Here's the question. Organic. Who, who milks the cow better? <laughs> I don't even. I, and that's the end of the podcast. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. <laughs> thanks for watching episode 197. Hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week, 6 a.m., Monday morning, for episode 198.